Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Only Podcast, which is still brought to you in association with Workforce Dimensions Limited, even if Sam has gone totally off-grid. No non-league odyssey for him for a while. As always, I'm John Phipps and on the line now, fresh from spending a day with a load of make-believe wizards, it's Lord Voldemort's henchman. It's Matt Gerrard. How are you? Uh, good, good Harry Potter knowledge. Maybe he's so busy, John, because of the sponsorship of a non-league podcast, he hasn't got time to tweet us because of the extra business that we've brought in. Perhaps. the thousands of listeners that we actually get. Yeah, well, that's that's very true, actually. Yeah, so perhaps, uh, yeah, perhaps that is the case. Um, we so, brought in extra business for him, so, um, you know, eventually when he comes back, he is back from his jaunt, I presume. I don't know. He's not been on Twitter for weeks. Uh, this well, is my concern, right. you see. I'm, I'm genuinely worried about the fella. Uh, well, hopefully he's all right, but, uh, yeah, well, I'm sure he'll come back. He's one of our loyal listeners, so uh, that'd be cool. Exactly. So how was your, um, your make-believe wizards? Brilliant. Really enjoyed it. Would recommend it to anybody. I don't like what it. Do you, so why would you, what, the movies from now on. Why would I go? I've never seen it. I've never read it. Why, why would you recommend it to well, me? Well, it, it, I think would you? I wasn't really into Wizards and things, but the kids got into it. I know you haven't got kids, but it's clever, amazingly how they made it, and the sets are amazing. And you think, oh wow! And and the books are really good as well. So books and film. I've read half a book, but the film I've watched it, but. But some people go like six times a year because they change it all the time. So I'm not recommend you do that. But it was really good. We had a great weekend. We also went to Woburn Abbey on the Sunday, you know, the safari park. Oh, yeah. So my main aim of coming out of that was to get a monkey to crawl over my car. And we had a monkey crawl over my car. I was like, yes. And I'd imagine if that monkey did any damage to your car, it would have made pounds of improvement. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that's what I said to the kids. Right, maybe you could knock some of the dents out of my car. <laughs> I did see him um, pushing things on. There was a couple of monkeys there. Another car, like a big, uh, like a Duke of Tooth Hazard car sort of thing. They were pulling off the thing where you put the roof rack on. So, But no, that was the aim of that. It was, that was quite enjoyable. But once we, the main aim was to get a monkey jump on my car. And a monkey jumped on my car and he stayed on the roof for five minutes. So I haven't checked the roof since, but he could have knocked some of the dents out, hopefully, from there. Yeah, so that was basically... Good family time, and I had a, a really good time, and I was delighted to come back to work, really. Yeah, that is, that, more that, happy to see you, though, mate. Before I speak to you, I haven't seen you. Ever, well, exactly. To, to be fair, mate, uh, you know, I think that's a good, solid half-term activity, that. You've gone yeah. to a safari park, you've gone to your make-believe wizards, and you, you've had a good time. That's, uh, you know, that uh, fair play to you, mate. You've, you've done you've done well. That's good parenting. Well, it's a well done we're, to you and to Gerard. They're never happy. They'll be moaning about something. They're moaning straight away, you know. We spent X amount on you, but it's moan, moan, moan. But they were pretty good. They didn't moan that much. But when I get home, they'll be moaning that Dad lend us more money. And I said, I've spent all that money from you. Oh, dear. So you can't win, but it was a very nice time. And it's good quality time. Because we had a Halloween. I was off Friday as well, and we went to a Halloween trick trick or treating in Broadstairs. Did you dress lunch. up? So, I didn't know. I, previously, I've worn a mask, but um, people say, oh, when are you putting your uh, Halloween mask on? You know, that gag that everybody uses. Um, so I didn't um, didn't wear one, but we had a nice time. I had lunch, and kids got loads of sweets, and I got loads of um, refreshers and drumsticks, which are my favourite sweets. So basically, the kids are saying, "Where have they all gone?" And I just sort of feigned ignorance that I've eaten them all. So, yeah. <laughs> I did some good uh, solid half termery yesterday as well because uh, Haley's god kids are here uh, for a couple of days as they get ready for because uh, it's their half term this week. Uh, we went and did the uh, that i three sixty in Brighton. Oh, right, the one that news, they're always saying breaks down. Yeah. Um, do, do you like heights? I've been on the London Eye. I'm one of these people that always thinks I'm going to throw myself off. Do you ever find that? Or is it just me? 
Is that vertigo? I just like I, I've done the London Eye, and I'll do the London Eye again before I did that. It was it was good. Don't get me wrong. It had a bar, which always is, is always something that pleases me. Um, but it was yeah, I, I I felt a bit uneasy up there. I must be honest. I mean, I was hundreds of feet above uh, above Brighton, and, and the views were spectacular. Um, Can but, you do the Amex from there? Well, this is the thing. You see, I did quite want to see it, but where I was on the ma- uh, where where they said it was, and I know roughly where it is. I couldn't see it, so I was a bit disappointed with that. Um, but I did see lots of nice views and stuff. It's it's worth doing, definitely. But um, if you don't like heights, I'd uh, I'd give it a swerve. Because I'm not working this weekend on Saturday. One of the things was we could go to Brighton for the day, or go to London for the day. Because we've got say Brighton, good stuff for kids to do. I know the um, whatever it is, the marina, um, the, um, the pier, underwater thing. Oh, sea life. I don't think of it's called. Sea yeah, Life yeah. Centre. Yeah. Sea Life Centre, that's it. Any good? No, I've not been, go but there? yeah, it's, you know, no. been to one, been to them all. Um, yeah, Brighton's all right. It's got a nice pier with, like, arcades and, and stuff on it. And, uh, oh, you... you oh, you broke it up there. You, you disappeared there. Um, I'll have to edit that. Yeah, Brighton's no, all... No, so did you. No, well, no, well, one of us ballsed up. Um, uh, Brighton's okay. It's got uh, a nice pier. It's got rides on the pier and stuff like that. And... Uh, Bits and pieces, yeah, it's, it's an all right place to, to spend a day. A bit of a trek for you from Dover, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, well, no, I don't like, you know, I don't like going into Sussex and taking days. So it might be just a trip to London, I think, this weekend, sort of, um, to get out before the kids. The normal, my eldest does a club on a Saturday, which means that I finish till half ten. So if he wanted to go anywhere, you sort of wait until that finish. So yeah, we might do something this week. I might go to London again. I've left the Christmas lights to be up, probably not. So. The election lights will be up probably, but no, no. Apart from that, nothing. Yeah, well, I've had a good busy, busy week. Yeah, football's annoyed me a bit. And I thought so. We can discuss that a bit later. Yeah, football has annoyed me, but and that sort of affects my mood, which is probably wrong, isn't it? Well, I'm going to tell you that uh, later on in the scripts I've got in front of me, Matt, I have the words just in capital letters "rant" because I'm going to be going on to something that's annoyed me as well. Oh, so that'll be exciting. Oh, yeah, football does annoy me. I don't think it should be. It's only a game, isn't it? But it affects your mood. You think, oh, what a bother. About like Kevin the teenager when I got home on Saturday night. So. Uh, right, it's our 97th episode this week, and apparently Nike Air Max 97 must be massive because uh, when I typed 97 into uh, a search engine this morning, uh, that was all that came up: Nike Air Max 97, Nike Air Max 97. So, about as, as a keen fashionista, uh, t- tell me all about your, your Nike Air Max 97s. Uh, 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 was that released in 1997? I've got no idea. Uh, well, they're probably like basketball trainers. I don't like trainers that go up your your um, ankle. It always reminds me of um, ice, ice ice skating shoes. If that's the right thing, is that the right word? Ice skating shoes? Are they class shoes? Skates. Skates. I'm having a mad day. Really old words, aren't I? So um, no, not really into that. Ninety-seven, ninety-three, short of the top. Um, I know. Wow. Um, Getting get a well, bit nervous. We're in the nervous nineties now. Hundred. Haley's godson, uh, well, he's not especially the guys. The Nike Max were first released in 1997, uh, and the design was inspired by the bullet trains of Japan, uh, apparently. I thought, I thought everything to do with Nike Air was all to do with Michael Jordan. No, oh, God knows. Um, but uh, yeah, they they are um, they are massively uh, massively popular. Uh, but apparently, because Haley's uh, godson, who's who's 16, he's into all this stuff, and he's wearing ones that look to me like they've got. Uh, 27 on them but apparently they've got 270 and they're all the rage and, and you know what matt you've got two girls and i reckon a couple of years time 
you're going to be knowing all about design and nonsense as well. Yeah. well I remember I had a pair of Gola 84s. <laughs> there you go, that's right, I had. And occasional Dunlops. When well, I said to my, my nephew, he said, oh, what, you know, he's, he's all not blinged up but you know sponsored by all these things they said oh yeah have you heard of the the, the brand gola and he just looks at me and things like that but that, that is basically kids of my in the mid 80s you got a pair of gola and you thought you were Michael Jordan didn't you because they were the, the brand I don't know if gola still go a bit of high tech as well they were always uh, big high tech oh yeah good one Dunlop high tech yeah. Dunlop probably they're, they're, they're probably all um, cool brands now mate so if I turned up anywhere with a pair of high tech and a a Gola t-shirt people give me maximum respect <laughs> well exactly that is uh, definitely something that they are a well yeah, if anybody yeah, Gola must have a Twitter handle We've got a pair of Gola trainers uh, made in England from the Gola website 150 quid they're cool again mate you're you're finally yeah, cool 150 quid for Gola yeah gee well right that, that is gone well again I reckon if you said to my cousin then well, here's a pair of high tech that are twelve pound or whatever, or Dunlop, and I said these Gola is one hundred and fifty quid. He probably thinks they're the bee's knees. Exactly. Gola, Gola did football kits as well, didn't they? Gola, what? They were the brand of the eighties. Gola. Well, they're back. I want to see you in some Gola garb on a see you Monday night, all right? Gola need to get. Gola needs somebody to like Ronaldo does or Nike or whatever. Gola needs somebody. We should, who can we get to go to do Gola? Uh, well, any Kent non-league player, I reckon. Exactly, yeah. Oh, shout out. Find out if anybody wears Gola football boots. Yes. Is there a Kent non-league player who wears Gola? If please do, let us know. If you know somebody who's got Gola know. boots. Have you seen anybody who's wear a pair of Gola football boots? Yeah. Please. I think you know, I think I had a pair of Gola football boots back in the day as well. Uh, but yeah, they're I can't not. Can't believe Gola 150 quid. Well, that's what I've just found. Anyway. Um, well, perhaps uh, our first guest, Matt, would be interested in being a bit of a Gola ambassador. Uh, we're going to start this week in the Isthmian League South East. You may remember at the start of the season, uh, we adopted striker Harry Harding as a player to watch throughout the campaign. Uh, Harry was the top scorer in the Scaffold Division 1 last year and has just joined Chatham Town. However, he has moved on from there and is now at Phoenix Sports. Uh, Matt caught up with Harry yesterday for the inside track on that move and how he's getting on at his new club. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously I was brought in by James summer um i actually really kind of enjoyed my time there it was going it was going really well with the pitch um but yeah i mean there's, there's a few things that maybe um that went on that obviously i obviously got quite close with james as a manager and as a person so yeah i kind of um just felt that i kind of signed up to the project with james and if james wasn't kind of in charge of that anymore then it kind of is not something i really wanted to be a part of in certain um, respect of where we were in the league and stuff and how everything went down then yeah it's kind of just didn't really agree with it if I'm honest with you yeah, I think you had seven goals I think in ten games a, a, a decent yeah. return in that and James left from what we can gather uh, they brought a director of football in in Carl Larriman and they've since brought in um, Scott Lindsay as manager were you surprised that um, James left because when we saw the announcement we were all surprised because you know you were the top of the table yeah I mean um Obviously, we we obviously see a lot more than than what's kind of on the outside. Um, but you know, what I mean, it was it was probably something that was going on for probably a month before it actually happened. Uh, in terms of kind of things that maybe were going on between, I don't know the ins and outs of what went on between the board and, and James exactly, but. Um, 
um, obviously we as players we're not completely shielded for things that happen so um, yeah and it just kind of it's, it's not something I entirely agreed with and like you say if we was uh, if we'd have lost 10 games in a row then it's kind of but like you say we were top of the league at the time and kind of doing really well so yeah it was a bit of a it was a bit of a sore one to be honest did you, how does it go? Do you go to the club and say, oh, I'm not happy with this, I want to leave, and, and they just tore up your, um, uh, your paperwork? How does that work? Oh, yeah, obviously, um, we found out that, that James kind of was was going. Uh, James spoke to me personally and kind of let me know as well that he was that he was moving on. Um, and, yeah, like, obviously, James said, look, I don't, I don't expect anyone to, to follow me or, or you know, if, 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 they don't, if they don't want to they want to start the club and they want to start the club and that's kind of how it so it's not like James kind of it was entirely uh, my decision um, yeah I just spoke to the club and just said um, without saying it kind of arrogantly I knew I, I knew I wouldn't be short of offers if I decided that I was going to if I was going to move on and I just felt uh, as, a, as a person I just didn't I didn't agree with it, a lot of the stuff that went on so I just felt like I wouldn't for me to have stayed there and gone on to you know try and win the league and do well at the club wouldn't have wouldn't have really sat right with me. Um, with kind of James out of the job, I know he kind of resigned, but yeah, that kind of it just didn't sit well with me. You mentioned there that you wouldn't be, you didn't think you'd be short of offers. How does what happens next as a, a footballer? You just wait for your phone to ring and eventually you join Phoenix Sports. Is it just word soon spreads on the on the football grapevine? Phoenix Sports, we discussed them last week. They don't, they don't really get much publicity with nothing in the north of the county. They're having a good season, fifth place in the league, and, you, and you've hit the ground running as well. First of all, the main thing is, is there much difference in the standard, would you say, defensively? Or uh, you look at the defenders from the scaffold to the to the uh, Bostick South? Um, to be honest, I, don't, I, I think that the What made you choose Phoenix? Uh, do you know Paul Byron, Byron the manager before? Um, no, not, not at all. I, um, I, I'd actually, like, I've met a club on the Saturday before and I don't really It's, it's, with what decision I made. 
Yeah, it's been a good season, a fifth place in the league. You were involved with an absolute cracking game on it looks like at the weekend. Kings Langley, who I'd seen before against Maidstone in the Cup the week before, and I thought they were a decent side and were a bit unlucky against Maidstone, particularly yeah. the first half. But this seemed a crazy game with both sides scoring in the opening two minutes as well. But unfortunately, it didn't go your way. You lost 5-3. Uh, sounds like a cracking game and you did get on the score sheet. Yeah, it was um, it was it was four three at half time. Yeah, it was mad. It was um, it was yeah. It was just a really we were really disappointed actually. We felt we could have, we felt we could have beaten. We felt going forward, we felt we were causing all sorts of problems. Um, but just defensively as a team, we just conceded some really really bad goals on the day, and it kind of in games like that where you're playing against teams that are kind of a level above you, you need to kind of be really solid throughout the season. We, we wasn't. We were good going forward, but it turned into a bit of a basketball match at the end. And, and, um, and so, how did you yeah. feel you get on anyway? I, I thought, you know, I saw them previous week. They had a couple of big defenders against them there. You were pleased with your performance and sit, pleased that you're settling in? Say that again, sorry? You're pleased that you're settling in at the club at the moment. You know, you've got a penalty and you've scored a few goals since you've returned, since, you, since you signed. Yeah, yeah, it's going, it's going really well. We're, we're kind of, um, had a, we've had a few injuries, so I've had to play. Um, played a little bit deeper at times and um, played in midfield last week um, but overall yeah it's kind of it's going really really, really well um, kind of just playing off the front and really really enjoying it we're trying to play football and trying to kind of speak to me so yeah no it was going it's going really well because yeah, you got, you got Whiteleaf on Saturday and we looked at the league table they've only played five league games when you think it's November at the weekend it's a crazy crazy stat in this oh, division no. I think they got to the fourth qualifying round of the FA Cup as well I don't know whether that's yeah. Made them play a lot less games, what we've done, and obviously, um, Chichester in our league are in uh, round two after getting the bye yeah. against Berry. Yeah, I think they've only played about five games yeah. as well, so. I presume you're playing a lot of games as well, when you go up as well, because you've got the, this Velocity Trophy as well. When, when you're playing yeah, midweek, yeah, is it finished now? We're trying to find out anything much about it, but um, it seems a competition uh, that not many people that, like. Amongst the teams, if I'm honest, um, it's a bit of a. It can, I think, it can prove a bit of a hindrance at times. There's so much football already without mm. kind of six extra league games. But yeah, no, I think we played our last game in that um, last week. So yeah, I mean, I kind of came in at the tail end of that. Mm. Um, so I think that's done now. So yeah, I don't know. I think that's all done. And any expectations now for the rest of the season, really, with Phoenix? You think they're doing well in the playoff position, and that's why I presume you want to stay? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd expect us to be in and around the playoffs. We, we really, really fancy ourselves on our day. So, I mean, there's probably, so we probably wouldn't be considered what you'd say the favourites to win the league or the favourites to be in and around it, but 100% we. We hundred percent back ourselves to to be in there come come the end of the season, definitely. Well, it's, it's not panned out as um, as as he probably thought it would have done, Matt, this season. But uh, it's it's quite nice for us that we've got a player who was able to tell us what it was all all like moving clubs like that. Yeah, I've always been a sort of I think a non league. He probably wasn't again everybody's non contract weekly contracts or whatever. So we were quite surprised. It, interesting to see that he came in with James Collins, and when James Collins was going, it, clearly that shows John that. It, we were shocked when that came out. I think it came out on a Wednesday. We said that he lost his job or he'd resigned from the job. We were quite surprised, but it's clearly been going on for a while. He left and straight away said he wanted to go as well. So I think there's a bit of loyalty in non-league football. So fair play to him there. I always, and I did like the line when he said, oh, 
I'm not being uh, arrogant, but I knew my phone would be ringing, and clearly it was. So, um, and he's joined Phoenix Sports, scoring a few goals as well. So, again, he's gone from Scaffold First Division into the uh, South East Bostick, whatever it's called these days, and scores goals. So, uh, I'm pleased for him as well, and he's uh, a really lovely man, and uh, giving a little bit back, and hopefully works out for him at Phoenix Sports. Yeah, and, and talking of Phoenix Sports, we, we haven't spoke about them too much. You had no idea where they were uh, last yeah. week when we were discussing them, but uh, they're having a great season. You know, they, they've almost gone under the radar, um, but they're there 15 points from from nine games and, and fifth in the in the division, which is a great start to the campaign. Oh, absolutely fantastic! They score goals that game the game at the weekend. I, I think. Harry, Harry will go in there and play in a different role. Yeah, I think they're doing a really good season. They're one of the sides that you think of more at the bottom of that sort of division or always floating around, but maybe they've got a chance to get promoted. So from there, and again, one of the sides, we said it at the start of the season, the sides we expected to do well in the Bostick South East are not doing so well and the sides we didn't expect to be it's the opposite way. So long may that continue. And if some of our Kent sides can get their act together, ones we... The Ramsgate's the hides of this well. Could we get sides really in the top end of the table? Well, exactly. I mean, at the moment, we've got four of the top five uh, Kent clubs anyway, which is uh, which is incredibly impressive. And, and seventh is also uh, a Kent team too. Um, but uh, Phoenix Sports, top goal scorers in the league with 21 uh, joint top scorers. The other team who are joint top scorers are Burgess Hill, who are 19th. And uh, in the last uh, hour or so, I've read that they've just dispensed with their manager, Simon Wormel, as well. Um, Simon but- Wormel? Yep. Absolute legend for Dover. Yeah, well... That's great player he was. Yeah, not too popular in the Burgess Hill area at the moment, having left there with uh, six points from nine games for them. And they won that on, the, on the opening day 7-2, if I remember rightly, as well. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's looking good, actually, the, the Bostick, uh, Bet Victor, South East League um, table. Because la- last year we had, you know, we kind of looked at that league and it was a real disappointment for us. And in the end, Ashford did get to the playoff final, wouldn't have got promoted anyway, blah, blah, blah. But at the moment, Cray Valley top, 7 8 second. Ashwood fourth with games in hand, Phoenix fifth, VCD seventh, Whitstable ninth, Herm Bay tenth. You know, it's it's actually our league this year, which is what it should have been last year. Yeah, I think maybe once we know in certain sides of carried up catch up games, of course Ashford win their games down, still have only played seven league games, which is absolutely mental this start of the season. I know they play a cup competitions, but it seems very, very strange. Once the once it settles down a little bit, hopefully it will do now. We can see from there. But Cray Valley, I always thought that Cray Valley, he was always a very confident man. Um, Kevin Watson um, stood up to the plate. He thought his sides could do a job on that level and clearly they are. So, yeah, all in all, I think um, in the Bet Victor, or whatever you want to call it, it's been, you know, with Folkestone doing well as well, it's been a, a good start for our Kent sides and long may it continue. Just hopefully that the likes of Ramsgate, Sittingbourne and Hyde and Faversham, who are at the wrong end, can pick themselves up. But again, when you're thinking it's quite a tight league when you've got top on 20 and highs in 15th on 10, all you need to do is win for maybe four or five on the spin and you're going to go uh, flying up the table. Yeah, interestingly you say whatever you want to call it. Do you know what I want to call it? I still want to call it the Ryman League. Uh, let's move on from that. As we've already heard, Phoenix were one of a trio of sides from that division in FA Trophy action on Saturday, beaten 5-3 by Kings Langley. Uh, the rest went out as well. Ashford at home to Barton Rovers and Sittingbourne against Tooting and Mitcham. There was also a loss of Cray Wanderers, beaten by a Mordred and Tiptree side who have still won every single game they've played this season. I also know the former Ashford United striker Danny Parrish is up there as well. Uh, two Morden, ten- won every single game, Morden and Chip. Won all their league games. They've made it through to the FA Cup first round and they're still going in the trophy. Phenomenal. 
That is very impressive. Yeah. Very. I've seen the league. I mean, he conceded three goals in seven games. Yeah, ridiculous. They've got, they've got some money there, then. Well, they must have. They must got. They've got something, haven't they? So. <laughs> they've got Lane Norton in the cup, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um, anyway, two Kent sides did, did make Sorry. it through in the FA Trophy. Margate needed a replay against Barking, uh, and folks and Victor beat Lewis. Uh, Gate will play Sittingbourne's Conquerors, Tooting and Mitcham. While falling Victor is a tie against the aforementioned Morden and Tiptree. Now those ties are supposed to be played on the 9th of November. Only Morden and Tiptree can't because it clashes with their FA Cup clash. Now why on earth is the FA Trophy and the FA Cup on the same weekend? Who is coming up with these ideas? Is it not beyond the realms of possibility that teams from the... Um, Bet Victor League Premier and downwards could make it into the FA Cup first round because there's been absolutely no thought about that. One of the, wh- why not have it the week later? What is wrong with the people who are organising this? Uh, it, it, it's, just, it's just mental. I don't know. Is the FA Cup committee completely different to the FA Trophy? The, the right arm's not talking to the left arm on on these things. Absolutely mental. It means folks that have got to play midweek on that, which may be a lower gate. You know, so and they've got to go know. to Malden and Tiptree on a Tuesday night, right? Uh, it, it seems absolutely ridiculous. I, th- I think at one stage last year, I think you had the trophy, the Vars, and the FA Cup all on the same thing. So if they want to make sure these competitions are given the coverage they deserve, the FA Cup should not be in the same day as the FA Trophy. So it's absolutely fast. But maybe the FA think, well, it's the first round of the FA Cup. We don't really care about non-league after that, which is probably true to be honest. So that's all they care about. The bigger boys are in. Uh, uh, from that point but it does seem an absolute farce to me to be honest absolutely you are right we have had it before but I just think you know there's enough Saturdays in in this time of season whereby you can look at it and and find time to play these cup competitions all on different weekends you can play the FA Cup uh, the FA Vars and the FA Trophy the same weekend I don't have a problem with that because there's no way that a team will be in both of them but the FA Cup and the FA Trophy there is possibility that teams will be in those it's always going to happen yeah exactly there's always going to be somebody who then has to, um, on the same, yeah, again, this is just ridiculous. So, but they played a ball in the trip. I didn't know they'd won every single game. Whoever their manager is, is probably doing them well. What a job he's doing. They must have some class act. Can they beat Orient? Well, I've got off tangent a bit now. Well, I, I don't know. Orient, Orient aren't having a great season, but it is at, uh, is at Brisbane Road, isn't it, or whatever it's called yeah. these days, under the... Uh, I suppose if you want more interest, more information on the uh, Morden Tiptree, go on the Essex non-league podcast, which I think there was one at one there, point. No, there is one. It's uh, James uh, James Colasanti uh, does one. The manager is Wayne Brown, uh, uh, who is a former Colchester man. Former Colchester man had a very brief spell, loan spell at Gillingham as well. Uh, Ipswich, Watford, Hull as well in his career. Well, uh, must have a bit of money there at Morden and Tiptree. Sounds a nice place. You ever been? I, do you know what? I genuinely have been there because when I was working uh, over in... Uh, uh, Essex as I did when I first uh, came back sort of into the into the football um, I, I covered I was in Chelmsford and uh, one of the teams we covered were indeed the aforementioned Maldon Tiptree and uh, it's a very small little stadium over there uh, in uh, in Maldon uh, obviously it was two teams that were sort of mixed together as well um, but they um, yeah they've uh, it's it's a, an interesting place. I'd imagine that everyone has changed since I was around there, uh, in terms of you know who is uh, who is running the club and everything like that. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, I also once went to a game there that was abandoned due to fog. Uh, genuinely couldn't see the end of the pitch. 
So, oh, interesting. Uh, That's a, well, this is turning into the Morden Tipsy podcast today, but good luck for them. Well, exactly. And they're they're going to lose this weekend. Now well, we spoken about them. Yeah. Well, who knows? Anyway, let's talk about Kent teams then. That's what we're here for. Uh, in the league on Saturday, the Isthmian South East, there was another 5-3 away win. Uh, this time it was in our favour, though, as Herm Bay beat three bridges. Ramsgate continued there. They were 3-0 down as well, weren't they? Yeah, brilliant comeback. Yeah. Game, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ramsgate continued their resurgence under Jason Lewis with a 3-1 win over Whiteleaf. Uh, Cray Valley PM went top of the league with their 3-2 win over Burgess Hill. It was Whitstable 1, VCD 1, and Hythe Town drew 0-0 with another FA Cup hero side, Chichester. This weekend in that division, Ashford go to Chichester. Cray Valley hosts three bridges. Managers Favisham are at home to Ramsgate. Uh, Whitstable are in Guernsey. It's Hastings versus Hythe. Haywards Heath against Sittingbourne. Herne Bay host bottom of the table and winless East Grinstead. VCD Athletic against Seven Oaks and Fink Sports, as we've already heard, go to Whiteleaf. In the Premier Division on Saturday, the leaders Folkestone travel to Carshalton. Margate go to Corinthian Casuals and Cray Wanderers are at home to Worthing. Uh, On to the Southern Kent's East League now, where it was another busy weekend and there was a standout scoreline as Beersted beat Irith and Belvedere 8-1. It's pretty special to score eight once in a season. But for Beersted, it was actually the second time this season. So I caught up with manager Kev Stevens to talk about that. So I suppose some managers never see their team score eight goals. You've seen it twice in, in the space of a couple of months. You, you must be pleased with that. Yeah, very, yeah, very pleased. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like you say, it's a bit unusual, isn't it? Um, but yeah, the boys played, the boys played pretty well in both games. Uh, really well after. Probably a little... A little bit of lack of form in previous games, so it was, um, yeah, especially Saturdays was a nice, nice welcome. Yeah, I mean, looking, you'd lost what four in a row before Saturday's game, so to, so to win was just pleasing, but to do it in that style makes it even better. Yeah, yeah, rela- very relaxing. Be three 0 up at half time for a change, um, but yeah, even though we have lost the other games, we played we played some really good football, and we have this season we played really good football against good sides. And a drop points, as you've probably seen, we score plenty of goals. Um, but we drop points, yeah, giving goals away, silly goals away at vital times. So, yeah, it was pleasing Saturday to put it all together. And they have got that in them. I know, obviously, they're not going to go out and win 8 0, 8 1 every week. But, yeah, we can score goals. It's just. Um, just working hard defensively to stop the goals, really. Uh, as it sometimes come, bring, gets brought up for debate when in the Premier League, like we saw on Friday night Leicester winning 9-0 at Southampton, about you know teams sort of not wanting to, to keep going and keep going. But obviously your team have it in them that when they've got a lead, they want to just get as many as they can. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. We're a yeah, very attacking team. Um, and I think sometimes that prob- probably uh, is a little bit of a negative. And it's probably why we have dropped some points when we shouldn't have done. We've been three one up, four one up in games. Going look like we're going to get fourth, fifth, sixth goal, and then the opposition score. And then obviously, as you know, it changes the game sometimes. When it instead of going to four one from three one, it goes to three two, and the game changes. So yeah, we're very attacking, we're very attacking minded. And you probably won't change that. It's quite enjoyable, quite enjoyable for the fans. I'm not sure about the management. Well, I was going to say eighty goals in your fourteen league games. You're the top scorers with with forty three in the division, but you also got the second leakiest defence with thirty seven. So I suppose there's positives and negatives there. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for reminding me, of that, John. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. There's, um, yeah. We've been working hard actually the last last couple of weeks on the on the defensive side. We've actually got really decent defenders, but yeah, we just we just seem to give away goals at silly times, and some of it may be the fact that. 
we do press forward looking for threes and fours and we dominate and maybe we should go over to what we're winning by two or three. The sharp shot, but um, yeah, yeah, we like we like playing the way we play, so it's attractive, but it can it can catch you out sometimes. So you're one of those managers that'd rather win four three than one nil. Yeah, well, do you know what? I would feels over over the, over the next two or three weeks. That'd be lovely because um, we are working. Safe, as I said before, we're working really hard in training on the defensive side, so um, it'd be nice to see that see that come out really in the games. I suppose so, at least people know if they, if they want to see goals, but Beast is the place to go this season. Yeah, someone. Yeah, I was at a meeting last night and someone said to me that I think he said it was five point seven one goals a game at our games in the league. I just laughed and yeah unbelievable but yeah it's a place to go if you want to see goals I suppose yeah you're right there uh, obviously you're, you're mid-table at the moment uh, what 11th uh, from with after 14 games I, I guess you know that's kind of where you, where you wanted to be I suppose because you, you obviously had the, the stuff at the start of the season as well behind the scenes with the club yeah 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 we've yeah we feel we feel that we're probably three or four places alone than we should be. We would say with the games we've been in control and then we've gone and either drawn or lost. But yeah, there's a lot there's a lot going on. There's um we've got quite a lot of new players this year. Young it's a young squad as well. Um I think at times our average age has been about twenty two um for some of the games which is is younger that for you know for that level. So yeah, no, it's good. It's good. We're we're moving in the right direction, that's for sure. Looking ahead to the weekend, uh, you enter the FA Vars uh, at this stage, and I guess Chatham is probably not a tie you would have wanted. Would you rather play someone from another league? Yeah, yeah. Last season when, when we had a nice run, we we played apart from Beckham actually in the first round. We played teams from the other leagues, which was really enjoyable. Um, yeah, it's funny. My, my, my coach we can get me the winners of Beckham or, or Chatham, uh, and yeah, we got them. Obviously, Chatham are a good side, one of the um, favourites to get promoted from our league, but. As we've said in this, you know, in the, in the chat, we are we are capable on our day of. Oh, it's a bit of an old cliche, but we can score goals, we can beat people. So yeah, the boys are looking forward to it. Like that, they already wanted a big team, so they do tend to raise their games when we play even even better sides. So yeah, looking forward to it. it. Should be a good crowd, obviously. Yeah, and obviously Chatham have recently changed their manager. They've had a couple of up and down results since then. So I suppose you can look at it as, as an opportunity, and I guess it's a, it's a free hit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we've been waiting obviously a long time to come into it, wait until the second round. Um, like we've been involved a bit earlier, but yeah, yeah, exactly that really. They're one of the big sides. They'll bring lots of fans. Um, we watched them a couple of times, so we know what they what they're trying to do. Um, and I think they're getting that right now, actually. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be an interesting game. But we're, we're we're confident as we are when we play any team. 80 goals in their 14 league matches, Matt. That is the place to go, isn't it? Well, when you put that stat out, I thought, wow, that is... We love the scaffold because there's goals, goals, goals. 80 goals in 14 games. I think he worked out what the average was, five points, I think, what he said. So, yeah. yeah we'd love to go in a game, in a game cracking line in that. He said, oh, we haven't got that. Our defenders are quite good as well. So, um, interestingly, but again, attacking football should be played attackingly and, and they're doing... This, Doing it proud day again. Some, uh, so yeah, interesting times ahead. Only eleventh in the league, building for the future. But if if you're in the Bisted area and you want to see some goals, go there. I think. Well, absolutely. I mean, he didn't thank me for bringing up the stat, but you know, like yeah. you have got the second worst defence, but you've got the best best attack. And he was like, you know, I can understand his frustration, but do you know what? I like a manager who says, yeah, I'd much rather win four three than one nil. Yeah. I, I, 
yeah, and, and these days, I know there's a lot of emphasis on making sure you get the result, but it, he plays attacking football. And it, interestingly, he said there have been games as well, 4-1 up, conceded, and they've gone a bit of a wobble. So, yeah, it's yeah, interesting times ahead from there. Scoring goals, some good players they've got there as well. It's a good little club. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's all about entertainment. And the scaffold definitely does deliver that. I know the average goals that we can find out. Like we do get a scaffold listener. What are the average goals? Per game in the scaffold this season, somebody will know. I know. Last a couple of years ago, it was uh, it was phenomenal the the number of, of people that there were um, sort of the, the the goal list. I don't think it's been quite as uh, quite as good this We've year. We've had a couple of nil nils, haven't we? So well, yeah, there was one on Saturday as well, which we'll talk about in a minute as well. But yeah, it's uh, it's 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 one of those where there are uh, there are sometimes goals uh, sort of kicking around uh, in that in that level, and and it's it, it's a great league, you know, it's absolutely brilliant, and I'm sure. Uh, Dean, if you're listening, you've probably got that stat to hand, so you can uh, send it over to us, and we'll uh, we'll we'll share that one on our social media uh, because it's it's great, and you know it's it's a great advert for Kent football. I, you know, and I, I did I was keen to say to him about you know going on and giving someone a hide because we saw it in the Premier League Friday, we saw it when Manchester City beat Burton over to, in the two-legged game. Oh, it's disrespectful to go on and score. I don't think it is. When I played football. Back when I was a kid, we both won and lost twenty nil in the same season, and there was nothing in us that wanted to stop. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I want a team should grind that um, that nice thing when you put when you're on top. It only work in your favour. I know it doesn't work if, if you're getting tongued, but you know, yeah, I think you. It's not disrespectful. I think when America won the game, won the World Cup, the Women's World Cup, people saying, "Oh, they were celebrating like um, when it was thirteen, like it was the first goal." But football, in some ways. Uh, is about winning and, and winning in style. If you can do that, go ahead and do it. So, yeah, keep pushing down that um, accelerator and score as many goals as you can. Again, it's not good if you're against the side, um, <laughs> if you're getting tonked, but for a winning side, that will help the confidence as well. Exactly. Elsewhere on Saturday, Beckenham continue to march on at the top of the table with a 2-0 win at Canterbury City. While Can- Chatham Town are still second after they beat Glebe 3-0 and two goals for a debutant uh, loan signing that they've picked up at, at Chatham. Uh, one Ian Draycott. Now, he'll score some goals at that level, won't he? Yeah, I remember when he was scoring goals for Bedford. I think he's close to coming Folkestone's leading goal score. Shows the, the quality that Folkestone have. Let, let him on going to Chatham. But in that level, Ian Draycott um, should score more. A, a, a lot of goals. Um, well, maybe they're going to need it. I see they're three, they're five points behind Beckham are running away with it at the moment, and, and they've, Beckham have got three games in hand. So, uh, interesting times there. But Ian Draycott is a good player, and uh, he will score a lot of goals at that level. Yeah, but as we're talking about Chatham, and we were talking about Beersted, that that's a standout tie in the, in the Vars on Saturday as well, isn't it? Yeah, Chatham. I think um, Scott Lindsay maybe it's a competition that he thinks maybe they do might do quite well in experienced manager I'm sure that, that the people at Chatham would like them to go quite a long way into it we saw it before we saw it with um, Cray Valley um, getting to the final last year uh, Canterbury again want to be doing looking to go further in the competition but Chatham I think it could be a side that will make the Vars maybe a priority um, if they can try and get quite long into the competition but I think the side's coming into it now now I think it will be a priority the Vars especially if you think Chatham have played 15 games and the season when you play 38, that's a good start compared to some of the sides this season. Yeah, and obviously, uh, as Kev Stevens said there, you know, Bearsa were a bit frustrated to get a team. You know, he knows it's a big game, but frustrated that they, they're they entering the competition at this stage and, and they pick out another scaffold side. And that's not ideal, is it? 
No, it's a shame on that. And he said he enjoyed it when he comes up against the other side. You learn a lot more than you would do than playing the sides in your own division. So, yeah, I would be a little bit disappointed from that. And it's a tough one for Chatham. As I say, I think Chatham could be one of the sides that go quite a long way in the competition as well in that. So, But good luck to Beerstead. If they've got their shooting boots on, it sounds like it could be a cracker. And the players involved there, I expect plenty of goals in that game. Could probably finish about 8-5, that or something like sounds that. Sounds good, sounds good, yeah. yeah. Uh, Corinthian were beaten 2-1 at AFC Croydon in the league on Saturday. Irithtown beat Dealtown 3-1. Uh, it was the rarest of scaffold beats as Lordswood were held to a goalless draw by Crowborough. Uh, Wellington overcame Sheffield United 3-2 and Punjab United finally got their first league win of the season and moved off the foot of the table by beating K-Sports by three goals to nil. And that's a much-needed result for, for Chippy and, and Punjab. Yeah, they've been quite, um, quiet. you know, we try to get hold of Chippy and I think they had a disappointing start to the season. And moving off, do we know how many, I presume two are going down, two are going up, so uh, they're still Well, in. no, because there's four coming up, isn't there, from the league below, because they're res- oh, right. res- rescheduling, reshuffling again, so God knows. Yeah, right, yeah. No, Punjab, they find it a bit of a diff- tough one, if we saw the, the documentary last year to get out of this division, they haven't started the season well. Let's hope they can move on. But again, scoring goals clearly a problem. Only uh, 11 in 10. But defensively, they've got one of the best defences in the division. So just work on your goal scoring. Uh, I'm sure they can move up the table. But if you look at Greenwich Borough, they, they were Devon Bostick a couple of years ago, weren't they? Bostick South, yeah. So struggling at the bottom. But yeah, Punjab can look to move on. But look at the table here, John. Wellington, what a season they're having. Yeah, absolutely flying up the league, aren't they? Yeah, so... Um, Interesting. We speak to a lot of people. Once you know, we speak to people on the podcast here, and you um, get to know people. You look out for the results. You think, you know, you delight for people there um, how they're getting on because the hard work they put in. I'm pleased for. Them. Yeah, there's also two games on Tuesday night: uh, Glebe one, Fisher one, and Laws with two, Deal Town three. Uh, looking at this weekend's fixtures, we've got nine scaffold teams in FA Vars action. Uh, we've already mentioned Beerstead against Chatham. Corinthian are at home to Canterbury City, another all scaffold tie. Uh, Fisher against Glebe, another all scaffold tie. Uh, Deal Town, who won their tie last week, host Oxay Jets. It's Kennington against Newhaven, and Wellington meet Bedfont and Felton. Do you know where Oxay Jets are based? I would say um, Oxfordshire. See now that you've just gone for the for the obvious answer there, uh, I did yeah. of course look them up. Uh, they're just south of Watford, um, in the sort of area. Probably Harry Potter world. Well, probably not far away. Yeah, their closest train station appears to be Hatch End. I was wondering if that would be Hatch End or Atch End, but I I, I really don't know. Uh, and then you've obviously got uh, Carpenters Park is 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 also close. Uh, it could to be where. because I, I think the way Harry Potter was. It used to be a big air RAF base or a plane base. So maybe Oxay has got one of these as well. I presume the Jets is probably part of their maybe heritage rather than nicking it from the New York Jets. <laughs> could be. It could well be. I can't, remember, I can't think of any other football teams called the Jets, is it there? I can tell you that it's 7.4 miles from your made-up Wizards to Oxay Jets uh, football. Right. So they might, so. might, might, might have some sort of plane. Well, they must have, in other words. Whoever thought of the Oxay Jets probably needs shooting, to be honest. Oxay <laughs> United. Shooting down, shooting down. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, uh, very good. Try and... Though it was formed as a youth team, so it might have just been, you know, oh yeah, we're, we're little kids, we're going to be the Jets. Oh, right. uh, yeah. So, but yeah, so but, well, good luck to all of our Kent teams in that as well, um, especially Kennington, the last remaining team from Scaffold Division One. Uh, in the Premier Division on Saturday, it's. Um, Beckenham Town against Lordswood at the bottom two meet as Greenwich Borough host Punjab United. 
Hollands and Blair meet Crowborough and it's Sheppey United against Irith Town uh, into Division 1 of the scaffold as well. Where we talked about, we obviously spoke to Kev after the 8-1 uh, win for his Beerstead side. Well, Greenways in Division 1 went one better as they beat Snodland Town by nine goals to nil. Uh, 30 supporters there to watch that game, which is uh, probably a disappointment for them elsewhere. It was Croydon 1, FC Elmstead 3, Lidtown 1, Holmesdale 4. Andy Constable on the score sheet there as well. Is he ever going to stop scoring? Uh, Luke um, Rustle 3, Bryden Ropes 4, Stansfeld 3, Rochester United 1 and Sutton Athletic 1. Kennington, who obviously have that big FA Vars game on Tuesday too. Uh, looking at the league table in there as well, FC Elmstead still top of the table. Three points clear of Holmesdale. Uh, with Croydon third and Rochester United uh, in fourth. And at the foot of the table of Kent Football United uh, with just a five points so far. And Bryden Ropes, they actually moved off the bottom themselves with that victory that they had on Saturday. Uh, this weekend in Division 1, Bryden Ropes host Lewisham Borough. It's Forest Hill against Stansfeld. Greenways against Meridian VP. Kent Football United against FC Olmsted. Uh, so that's bottom versus top. Rust Hall against Snodland and Sutton Athletic against Lid Town. There's a handful of cup matches next week, which I really do find it hard to get in any way, shape or form interested about. Anyway, let's move on to the National League then. And, and we spoke to him last week. Uh, it's not been a bad week for Ebbsfleet United as they went and won 3-2 at Sutton, despite having an outfield player in goal for the last little bit of the game. And then they went up to... Did Chir I know that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you should listen to... Uh, it was a really good show on Radio Kent on Monday night, mate. All this stuff was talked about. Oh, I didn't know. Well, what happened to the... Um... Who went in? Jordan Holmes uh, suffered concussion and was forced to go off. Uh, so the unknown Bournemouth defender Tyler Cordner went into goal uh, for the last three or four minutes of that game. Uh, and the score was 2-2 at that point. Uh, and then there was nine minutes of stoppage time. And in the ninth minute of stoppage time, Gozi Ugu scored the winning penalty to secure a 3-2 win for Ebbsfleet United. Uh, I've seen the goals on that. BT let me down because I looked at the goals and they didn't even mention the goalkeeper when I finished. I know he didn't play last night, but... Well, if only you did. If, if only Matt, you this. did. It was like part of what you do was talking about non-league football in Kent. Maybe you could look these things up yourself. Right, well, I've been busy, you know. But again, uh, and that's why I, I rely on you with, with superior knowledge. I knew the goalkeeper, the reserve goalkeeper Palmer, wasn't it? Played against Chorley, but what a week it's been for Ebbsley. Yeah, you know, three away wins. Great win against Woking. And then to go against Sutton, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the Sutton manager to get the boot. To be honest, I think they're struggling. They lost again as well, um, and it, it shows what a good job they did. Two away wins, got 16 points. It probably shows what position they were in before they went to Sutton. They had 10 points on the board, so what a great win! And surely Kevin Watson got to give him the job now, haven't you? you I would have thought. You would think so, yeah. And, yeah and, I mean, uh, what more can he do? Well, exactly. And to go up there to Chorley, I was looking at Chorley on, uh, in their fixtures and their, their first season up at this level, they're very slim to Ebbsfleet in their first season up at this level where Ebbsfleet drew a lot of games and Chorley are drawing a lot of games. They've drawn 10. The problem is they've only won one, but they've drawn 10 games. So they're obviously quite a difficult side to beat, even despite their low league position. So to go up there and win 4-0, that's a phenomenal result. Yeah, they don't, and the thing about Chorley, they don't score many goals, but I think they've had numerous clean sheets as well. So, got in there, because we've got a couple of goals, and whatever Kevin Watson's doing, when you hear what the um, players say as well, they're pleased with what he's doing, he's given them a little bit of freedom. Yeah, a very, very great result for that. I, I, I can't really, you know, he must be, he could even get manager of the month for performances like that, uh, from that point of view, but really good, really good. Thing. I, you've got to give him the job. I don't know why they wouldn't give him the not give him the job from this point of view. Um, 
unless they're, unless they're waiting for somebody else to, to come on board. But yeah, surely they've got to give him the job from there. And Notts County in the FA Cup is going to be tough this weekend. They've got Chesterfield. Chesterfield on now beat them, and they're only two points behind Chesterfield as well. So yeah, it's I'm pleased for FC. They've got a bit of you know a bit of a nightmare. The last year has been absolutely terrible for them, but yeah, turned it around, and they're only three points off the. Uh, uh, sorry, the relegation zone. And if they, you know, lost two of these, it would have been tougher than being a long way behind. But fantastic week for them. I tell you, it's been a fantastic week for them. It was a fantastic Saturday uh, for Bromley, who went back to the top of the National League table with a 5 0 win over the previous leaders, AFC Halifax Town. 2 uh, 2 draw for them against Stockport on Tuesday night. But uh, again, uh, Matt, Neil Smith, Bromley, just phenomenal. It was a great result against uh, Halifax. I think they scored in every single game apart from the first game of the season, which is at Bizarrely, actually, when it was nil-nil. Um, yeah, you have to take them as being challenges for the title now. Um, it looks like maybe the top seven are sort of moving away a little bit from the rest of the crowd, the form they're in. Apart from maybe Halifax will come out of it, but you can see the top seven of the informed sides in this division. So they're doing very well, staying on there. Neil Smith still playing down expectations. Um, you know, nobody expects us to be there, but they're the side to be shot down. We don't know what would happen if they do get in the playoffs. They do get promoted, but we'll discuss that later in the in the year. But yeah, he's doing a fantastic job, Neil Smith. Five 0 against Halifax and a decent draw against Stockport. I thought were quite good against Dover. So four points out, you know, two home games. You, you can't grumble with that. Still top of the title. Still top of the pile. Yeah, I did say on the radio show Monday night that uh, I am desperate for a team to make this 3G conversation happen. And I really, really hope, of course, that it is Bromley who are absolutely flying at the moment. Uh, I presume if Bromley got promoted, they would rip the pitch up. We will see. I, I would imagine that would probably be what they would, the path they would go down. But time will tell on that one. Uh, mixed weekend uh, for Matt's beloved team. Uh, I'm sure we're going to hear about why football is annoying him on, on Saturday. Uh, but they were beaten by an absolute wonder goal by Stockport uh, on Saturday. And then Tuesday night, they bounced back by beating Andy Hesentyler's former club, Eastleigh, by three goals to one. Among the goal scorers that night was Oscar Goburn, himself a former Eastleigh man. And after the game, he spoke to Matt. Yeah, you know, it was a great feeling. Um, I've been out for six weeks now and, and um, the gaffer chucked me in. He said, uh, just give it all you got, you know. Um, obviously, I've been out and, yeah, it was great to score, you know. I know, I know a few of the, the lads in the team, uh, the gaffer was, uh, at Eastleigh was great with me. But I'm here now to do a job and, and thankfully we got the win. Yeah, talk about the goal, the ball forward, the keeper came out and did you spot him off his line? He was drilled into the corner? Yeah, you know, he's uh, fumbled it. Uh, it's, it's landed to me and I've just seen a gap, really, and, and I've just tried to hit through the ball and, and thank Hopefully it's gone in. Is it one of those? It's quite a sweet finish. That once you've hit it, you thought it's going. It's going in. Yeah, you know, as soon as it left my foot, I knew uh, it had a good chance. You know, and um, yeah, it was. A, I'm happy with the goal and happy with the three points. It's been a bit stop start. So your first game in six weeks, you've an injury. It was an ankle injury, and how are you? How's your fitness now? Yeah, you know, I, I tore. Um, uh, muscle in my abdomen uh, in training and uh, I tried to come back a, a few weeks ago and it wasn't ready you know and uh, I spoke with the physios and they they gave me time the gaffer's been great with me you know and uh, and thankfully I can repay him today and, and get a goal. Yeah, well, you've worked with Annie Hessenthaler before what made you want to come to work with him again at Dover? Yeah you know the gaffer's great you know he's transparent with, with, with the lads you know you, you know exactly what you're going to get from him and um, as like you say when we step over that white line we just try to give it our all and, and thankfully we did that and, and it was great. The concern has been about the home form. How important was it? Is it way on the players' minds? Your first home win in seven. Is it? Is it? You know, the fans have been concerned. Is it way on the on the players' minds as well? 
No, you know, I think, uh, like you say, we've got a great um, change room in there. We've uh, kept positive and we knew, like, you, like the gaffer said, it's just, been, it's just been moments in games that, that have not gone our way. And, and thankfully today, like you say, the moments went more our way than theirs and, and, and we capitalised on that. Yeah, you won by three goals to one, but it could have been a lot more. I think Effion could have had a double hat-trick at some point. Yeah, you know, we just had a bit of banter in the change room there. You know, we could have had four or five today, but we've been here, he just keeps going, you know, he's, he's persistent and, 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 and he gets rewarded with goals and, you know, like I say, when he plays like that, there's a handful for anyone. Yeah. Saturday, a trip to AFC Fylde, decide that change their manager struggling at the wrong end of the table one of the favourites to win it so it's normally a tough place to go because they're normally pretty good at home yeah you know the last season they were known for their football their possession based team and yeah obviously travelling up there any game in this league is hard you know um, obviously they're, they've got them they're going to be trying to impress whoever the new manager is and will be and, and it's, it's down to us to frustrate them and, and come away with uh, three points and after that I suppose is, is there the, the South End one is that banned from the dressing room until you played after Fylde yeah, you know, it's, that's not actually been mentioned actually in the in the change room as of yet. You know, uh, we just focus on the league. You know, obviously, we've got aspirations to do well this year, and we want to just keep picking up points uh, wherever we can and, and and push up that table. It's quite a tight division. I think you're only a couple of points off the playoffs as well. If you go on a bit of a run, you can fly up the table. Yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what, that's the uh, talk in the dressing room. You know, just just take it game by game, and you never know. You know, you pick up a few wins, and and you're back in the playoffs, and take it from there. So, so what's up then? You, you had the ump Saturday, did you? Yeah, Saturday, yeah. Football just annoyed me a bit because David was so poor on Saturday against Stockport. Uh, there was no fight, no passion. Stockport scored a wonder goal. and The keeper, Merson, who's come into the side, done okay in the two games. I'm not convinced he may be there long term. Maybe Walgan will come back into the side. But he, he's done a job. Uh, he's not as mobile as Walgan, which I think that was one of the reasons Mitch Walker didn't stay at Dover because his mobility particularly off the line was a concern yeah it was, just, it was no passion from the Dover side for, from that point of view and when I spoke to Andy Hester after the game on Saturday you know we were sliding down a table and I didn't know how we were going to get out of it but fair play to him I, I think um, he didn't put the players under the bus which he has done earlier in the season and maybe he's got into them and they went back to, as he said a formation that worked for them the back end of last season with support for Effie Young in Stephen Rigg who had a good game Rigg again don't think he's going to score many goals but he's quite intelligent he holds the ball up well and he puts the Effiong in uh, and my mate Effiong two goals yesterday if he'd have got a double hat-trick he had chance to score a double hat-trick so he is infuriated but he was back on the score sheet again it's the poor Eastie side the goalkeeper was absolutely dreadful Stierek I don't know if you've heard of him before John he's the Polish goalkeeper and he had an absolute Nightmare, but it works in Dover's favour. They needed the win, and after Saturday, if you'd have spoken to me, uh, I think I did text you something, but you better not say that on there. I was concerned that we're going to be dragged into a relegation battle, and and I'm, and I'm thinking about football as well on this point of view. And you think, even in the Premier League, when you see it, it football is such. Um, you see things once and you think the world's going to end. Then you pick up three points and you think, oh, it's not too bad, isn't it? It's always panic stations. Is that built into the DNA of a football fan? Because if you'd have spoken to me on Saturday, I thought, oh, we're, we're going to get relegated here because we're so, playing so badly, no passion, nothing in the side. And I, I went home and had a bit of a hump. And then the next day I woke up and thought, why did I let it ruin my, not ruin my life or ruin my Saturday night by sitting there being grumpy, thinking that we're going down when clearly we're probably not going to go down. Um, it, I'm gonna. I, I love that. That's, 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 you've been very logical about that. Um, but what I do want to say is, you were saying about uh, the goalkeeper 
um, how there might be concerns about him coming off his line. He, he was miles off his line for the goal on Saturday. Yeah, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I think I think that was. He wasn't expecting the bloke to ping in a forty-five yarder, which was a good goal. Catch it on social media if you do see it. But he's quite—he's a good shot stopper. My concern would be getting down. You know, in tall goalkeepers, we had a discussion when I was doing the commentary, Steve. Occasionally, two goalkeepers look a bit cumbersome when they're getting down. Yeah. It took an age to do it, and Wargan's quite agile. So, again, it's his position to lose now. Um, but you can see he's not much of a sweeper-keeper compared to Wargan, and his kicking's not as good. And if Andy Hesitella wants to go that route, Wargan will probably come into the scene. But Merson's got his start now, I'm sure. He'll get the next couple of games, and we'll go from there. But, yeah... Yeah, I've got to stop to be so miserable. You know, football ruins. You know, you've been there as a football fan. You think oh, everything revolves around winning on a Saturday, and sometimes you're a little bit down. But really, it doesn't really make much difference. But if you win five 0 you think you're going to win the league. When you lose one 0 at home to Stockport after being pretty dreadful, you think you're going down. Which is, yeah, it's, it's a media thing as well because in the Premier League, you know, Arsenal uh, under pressure, all sorts. From that point of view, it's just a, the way media and how everything works. Everything's you're one minute away from relegation and one way away from going going up. So yeah, I've just got to be a bit more cheery. I think all I need to say to you, Matt, is think of what your man, your all-time managerial hero, Mr. Chris Kinnear, always used to say: never too high when you win, never too low when you lose. And that's the way you've got to take into your day-to-day. Hey, life. Well, I, I, should, I, need, I use that mantra in my daily life, and maybe not towards football because it just just annoys me. But yeah, it's just. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but I got frustrated with it. I thought, oh. But I think a lot of people did. But the thing is, you shouldn't read forums as well. When you go on the day before, but it is the end of the world. <laughs> you get that mindset as well, which is not good. But everybody, I think every football fan uh, goes with it, so um, from that point of view. Yeah, uh, this weekend it's uh, Bromley uh, away to Wrexham. Uh, Ebb Street United, as Matt has already said, are at home to Chesterfield. And uh, Dover Athletic are up at AFC Fylde. Uh, and a new manager up at Fylde as well in, in former Morecambe boss Jim Bentley. I, I, I was surprised by that one because not only because he's obviously been synonymous with Morecambe in his time, but if Fylde want to get out of the league, as a bloke who's been battling to stay in the league for years, is that really the right option? Yeah, maybe he's jump before he was going to be fired by Morecambe because Morecambe I know I've got numerous financial positions they've done a job because Morecambe on the gates they get staying in the football league every year is a fantastic achievement of course he will be bankrolled by Fylde um, you know, they want to be promoted don't they by 2022 or something so uh, from that point of view he, he must have got promoted out of this division no. Sammy Mackle I can't remember so yeah, but he knows the league. But above, I don't think there's too much difference between the lower end of the um, league two, whatever it is, and the top of the national league. So he should know what goes on. I expect a number of more players probably go to fold very shortly. Yeah, we shall see on that one. International League South then, uh, where Maidstone continued their good form with a victory over Billericay on Saturday, moving to the edge of the playoff place. And then they had a 1-1 draw at Braintree uh, on Tuesday night, where unfortunately, uh, the most thing I've seen about that is George Ellicobi ending up in the crowd, having a row with some supporters, potential... Um, Potentially a racist-related uh, incident in there, but uh, we can't really comment on that at the moment. But uh, he not seen as one. well. So he did, yeah. He's a popular man wherever he goes. So I'm surprised that, um, yeah. Well, the, the, the Braintree fans have reacted like that, and he's such a he's such a good character. Uh, I'm really shocked about that, and I have to say, um, sorry to hear. I see Ross Marshall got sent off. 
he was sent off on a, game he was sent off again there. So um, looks like he'll miss the big cup game against Torquay uh, in a week or so. But Maidstone still okay. It's going to be tough for them to win the division, uh, but they're going in the right direction. Uh, I would have thought the playoffs should be there. Um, the way they're going to be looking at. Yeah, uh, but it wasn't a great weekend elsewhere. Dartford were held at home by Chippenham. Uh, Tommy Jones was beaten at Wealdstone. It was a wretched week for Welling United, beating 1-0 at home by St Albans on Saturday and then following that up with a 1-0 defeat at, at Slough Town on Tuesday. And, and I saw a few whispers on social media of uh, unrest from the supporters, not particularly happy about how things are panning out at the moment at Parkview Road. Yeah, um... Mark Goldberg, the owner and the manager, could come in. Maybe they've gone to a different route there with Steve King, which is, of course, at Dartford. What are Welling's expectations? Um, they get the hardcore 500 week in, week out. Maybe not going too well. Mark Goldberg is a good manager, knows his level there. But it's such a competitive league this year with the sides that have got money in there. It could be quite tough for him again there. But Welling, so close last season to getting promoted. And now... Maybe on the outskirts of it. Interesting to see what Mark Goldberg does. I don't believe he's going to sack himself. He'll be the man to turn this around. But yeah, they'll be disappointed with the season's game. Yeah, uh, Saturday in that league, we have got a uh, Welling United are playing Chippenham. Uh, Maidstone United are away to Hampton and Richmond. And Tunbridge Angels are at home to Oxford City. And I will be at a game on Saturday. Woo! Uh, as Eastbourne Borough play Dartford. I wonder how I ended up putting my name forward for that one. Yeah, Eastbourne Borough, I see um, I've lost Elliot Romain, who went to Dartford, and will be playing. Well, indeed. Uh, I know they've, uh, yeah, they've had, a, obviously, they've got the financial problems at Eastbourne, and I'll be interested to find out a little bit uh, more about what's going on behind the scenes there. And, and, yeah, it should be an interesting game, because Steve King, obviously, one of his former clubs, so he'll be looking forward to, to hopefully getting his first win in charge of the darts. Yeah, I spoke to somebody who was at the game on Saturday when they played with Chippenham, and um, I think you knew there the previous week, Steve King was sort of saying that, you know, he's looking to bring players in and he's done that again. Um, again, he has mentioned that he's looking to bring players in and I'm sure the Dartford side's going to be really, really changed from what we, as it's going to be from that. Let's pick up points again. Probably going to be too much this season to get out of the table, but, you know, he'll be putting his stamp on his side. Interesting on the 3G pitch there. Um Thing. I was really sure your mate Kane Wills is still there, the manual sponsor him, which is good to see. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he, he will still be a, a key player as well. And they've, they've had a couple of all right results as well under Sergio Torres Eastbourne. So it will be an interesting test for Dartford, who incidentally also play on Tuesday night as they play at Hampton and Richmond Borough. Uh, that is pretty much it for this week's Kent Non-League podcast. Uh, as always, we are on social media at Kent NL Podcast. Please do let us know if you know of any footballers in the scaffold or well, in the Isthmian League or the or the National League, who wear gola boots, we'd love to hear from them. Uh, to hear from you. Do you reckon you. there will be any? Get a picture. Yeah, please let us know. Um, and uh, yeah, you can find us on Facebook as well at Kent Non League. Uh, on Twitter, I am at John Phipps eighty one. Matt is at Matthew underscore Gerard. And we discussed this before. I don't know why he's got almost two two two, uh, two times more followers than I have. Uh, because I'm much better at Twitter than he is. I think it's some of it was for me when I was. Um, Doing a, a rival podcast about Borussia Dortmund, so that may be a lot of people there. But... Mate, a podcast about Borussia Dortmund, they ain't no rivals of us. No, no that's true. No, but they maybe get a few more listeners from that point of view. So um, that's gone bigger and better since I left that one, of course, John. Of course. So maybe you want to take that on board. Do you know what? Yesterday, when I was uh, when I was in Brighton, there was a, a poster for the Football Ramble podcast. He's doing like a nationwide tour. But still, we wait, Matt, for anyone in, in the county to come and ask us to do a live show. Well, for the 100 show, we've got three weeks' time, 97... 
98, so it could be, yeah, 90, what, three weeks' time, the 100th show. Nobody's going to put it on there or... Yeah, we can. We'll come to your house. Um, I'll try and get some Gola gear if you can. And if you can ask Gola, John, on the Twitter, can we have some free gear as well? Because we yeah. bigged it up, what the brand it is. Yeah. The brand of the 80s we want to bring back, but not 150 quid a pair of boots, whatever it is. But yeah, I want a Gola t-shirt. If you can get me a Gola t-shirt, you can come around my house and do it. Oh, excellent. Well, I won't be able to come out to play on that actual day, because that's actually our one-year anniversary of being at the B&B, so I'd better be here and uh, being nice. But we'd love to do something uh, at some point, as I say. It'd be great to hear from people. Um, Monday night, I did a radio show. Matt was doing wizard stuff. Um, well, we talked about lots of things, so that was, uh, you can listen to that one again on the BBC Sounds app. It was uh, Charlotte Richardson joined me. Uh, we had a bit of a chat about non-league football, as well as uh, rugby and Speedway and... Uh, the amazing story of a bloke who visited all of Kent's National League grounds by foot uh, last month. Uh, his name is Kevin Webber, uh, and I would really recommend that you look him up because he is a hell of a fella. Um, this Monday, we've actually just been having a conversation before the air about, or before we recorded this, about what what we're actually going to do this Monday. Uh, so keep an eye on our social media, and I'm sure uh, we will let you Your know. Your social media, because you do the posting. Oh, yeah, true. Uh, my social media. But Matt will retweet stuff about the radio show, because he's like that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for this week's Kent Only Podcast. So thanks to our guests, Harry Harding, uh, Kev Stevens, and of course, Oscar Goburn as well for, for chatting to us. Uh, thanks as always to Matt for giving up his lunch hour. And she's not actually here today. She's out and about, but... Very happy birthday for Friday to my other half, Hayley, uh, who will not be listening. She won't care that I've mentioned it, but it is her birthday on Friday. Uh, so I'm going to be a good boyfriend for the rest of this week. Uh, so you won't see me on social media much this week because I'm going to be a nice a nice good boyfriend for the next two days. Uh, and then I'll go back to being an absolute pain in the backside on Saturday when I'm up at Dartford. Uh, but yes, that is it for this week's Kent Only Podcast. Thanks to everybody for listening and we will speak to you all next week. I've got a funny feeling Kevin Keegan was the ambassador for Gola. We could be the new ambassadors. We're bringing Gola back to the people.